You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. practicing our social distancing edition, trying to stay six feet away from each other at all times as possible. Thank you guys for joining us today. I got my coffee. Hope you guys uh, have joined us and brought your breakfast, got your Pop-Tarts, your donuts, your biscuits and gravy, your fruit plate, your whatever it is you like. Even if you have a quiche, go ahead. Tell you what, interact with us. Thank you for worshiping with us. We're so glad Zach was here this week because last week we didn't have a chance to uh, participate in musical worship. We worshiped through reading of scripture and prayer together. And uh, today, man, that was such a blessing to me, to, to my household. Hopefully it was to you too, Awaken Church. Thank you for joining us. Um, so grab your, your coffee or your breakfast. I'm going to put mine I'll just to the side if you will bear with me for just a minute. And uh, we're going to just jump into this this morning. So um, we're in this crazy time right now where we are uh, sheltering in place for some people, uh, uh, social distancing for everybody. Hopefully you're, you're putting into practice good social distancing practices. Um, the stay-at-home order is in place for us here in, in Louisiana. And most of you guys watching know that. Um, we, we are thankful for you. And if you're visiting with us today by, by joining our feeds, you saw somebody else post it and you've never joined Awakened Church before, welcome. We want you to know that uh, usually we meet in a movie theater, Parkway Cinema here in Natchitoches, but the movie theaters are closed due to the coronavirus. And so we are meeting digitally, like almost most churches are doing during this time as well. Uh, so our online feed here on Facebook, we're glad you joined us. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, just thank you so much for joining us for worship today. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. That is a vision that God has shown us. And we continue to live that out. Even in this time, we can't be together in person. We can, we can still live that out uh, with each other. To lead us into prayer, I'm going to read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the, the, the wonder and the blessing of, of, of uh, the internet and digital media. And while it has so much potential to distract us and take us away from building relationships with, with people um, and, and lose connectivity because of we get more connected digitally, we get less connected in person. Lord, at this time, a time like this, we are just thankful, Lord, that we have this opportunity. We can still gather. So Lord, this morning, the church is gathered all across this nation and this world. And what a, what a tremendous way to do it, Lord. Many of our buildings are sitting, are sitting empty. But you know what? Those buildings aren't the church anyway. We are the church. The people are the church. And so we thank you, Lord, that the church hasn't stopped. The church has maybe just left the building for a while. But, Lord, we are gathered this morning. And so we lift up everyone 
who is worshiping in the name of Jesus, Lord, that, that you would continue, Lord, to speak to your church. Lord, be with the, the pastors and the ministers that are some doing this for the first time. And for us, we've been online on Facebook Live and doing podcasts for quite a while, but it's different when there's no there's no congregation in the room. So Lord, we just pray for your grace. We pray for your mercy. We pray, Lord, that you would just speak truth to us and through us today. And Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in every church, regardless of what name or tribe or denomination they use or they go by, that we're one church today. So we pray for them today, Lord, that you would speak. And Lord, for those who are meeting in person, Lord, would you put a hedge protection around them? Lord, they, they've come together and, 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 uh, and Lord, are still there. So we pray, Lord, you would just protect them from the virus that's going around as they come together. That, Lord, you would, uh, you would bless them, Lord, in a, in, a, in a wonderful way. And now, God, we just say for the next few minutes, Lord, would you speak to us through your word? Would you uh, challenge us? Would you help us grow? Would you bring some correction to us? Would you help us to learn to love our neighbor the way you love us and love our neighbor? And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, if you have a Bible, I would invite you to turn to Acts chapter 10. We're going to read uh, that chapter, pretty much most of the chapters we go through our time together this morning. Uh, but to kind of get us to kind of ready where we're going today, um, I was thinking a lot about this, this, this room and this place we're in. You're in my living room today. We're having church. You're being church. You're joining us for the worship gathering of Awakened Church in my living room, my family's living room. And Awakened Church got started by eating together. When we first moved to Natchitoches a few years ago, we had the, the idea, the plan was, hey, let's, let's get together. Let's invite people over to our home for like desserts and coffee. And we will have our luncheon. And we would begin to meet together and, and share the vision and have these little vision meetings and, and, and share about the, the heart we had to, to plant this new church in Natchitoches. And as, as people would come, a small group would come here, a small group there, and we would gather in this very room in the living room, and we would eat together and share the Word of God together and vision and dream and pray together. And as, as you know, Awakened Church has gone on, we, had, uh, we have a, a Passover Seder meal we do every year. This year, it's going to be different because we won't be able to have the whole group come into our home. We have a Thanksgiving meal every year. We have a today was the day it was scheduled, and it's been postponed, an annual cookout and crawfish boil. That's, and I'm kind of missing, man, today was the day. I'm ready for some crawfish, but you know. So, so we have, we still eat together as we have gone on through this times. And actually, weekly we have Bible studies. And when we meet together for our Bible studies, a lot of time we're meeting right here, over there, around my table, our dinner table. And we are at the table, breaking open the Word of God, but also sharing a meal together. What good things happen when you eat together? Think about that. Think about your own life, your own relationships, your own family. What good things happen when you eat together? So we're in week three of this series. We're calling BLESS. BLESS is an acronym. We didn't come up with it. It's not original with us. We kind of saw it somewhere and said, hey, let's see, would, would that be a good sermon series for us? We prayed about it. We discussed it. We, we asked each other. We prayed and asked God. And yes, yeah, so, so here we are in the third week of BLESS. Bless your heart, where we uh, want to highlight the reality that when you become more like Jesus, you realize that Jesus' plan is for you to live in such a way that you bless your neighbor. So we're using this acronym. We began with prayer. And Zach, who was up here leading us in worship, he brought that message a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, if we're going to be a blessing to our neighbor and our community, we've got to begin with prayer. We've got to pray for ourselves and our church and our own families, but we also got to pray for those in our community who are different than us and who are far from, maybe far from God. And we need to be praying for our neighbor. So we begin with prayer. Uh, we listen with care. 
And last week we talked about that. Engage people in conversations and really listen with care. Today we eat together. And if you brought your breakfast, um, please go ahead and eat while we do this. Feel, feel free. Um, I can't see you anyway. So and I, if I could, I wouldn't judge you. Unless you're eating that quiche. Maybe. Then, <laughs> then we'll serve in love next week on Palm Sunday. And then on Easter Resurrection Sunday, we're going to talk about, we're going to share your story. We're going to share our story together. So to do this, we're hitting some of these uh, spots, some very important spots through the narrative called Acts, A-C-T-S, Acts in the Bible. And the followers of Jesus, the earliest followers of Jesus, they lived with purpose in such a way to bless their neighbors. And so part of this is in Acts chapter 10. And so I'm just going to begin with verse 1 and read to verse 8, and then we'll read some more in a minute. So it goes like this. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about 3 o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said, Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. Like you do. <laughs> and the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of, the, one of his personal attendants. And he told them what had happened, and he sent them off to Joppa. Now, if that name Simon Peter sounds familiar to you, it's because he was the Peter, like one of the twelve disciples of Jesus, and this is who he sent uh, to come and meet with him. So here's the big idea for our time together today. Inviting others to eat with us sets the table for transformation and reconciliation. We'll share that again because that's the big idea. Inviting others to eat with us sets the table for transformation and reconciliation. Now, I've got a few thoughts to kind of build on that. For our time together. At the table, something spiritual happens. Around the table, at the table, something spiritual happens. There's this great quote from Barbara Coloroso. There is something profoundly satisfying about sharing a meal. Eating together, breaking bread together, is one of the oldest and most fundamentally unifying of human experiences. Breaking bread together is one of the most fundamentally unifying of human experiences. And I believe that's so true. What happens when we gather at the table to eat together that we might miss when we just grab something quick on the run? Think about it for yourself. What happens when you slow down enough to sit down at the table? Maybe it's just your family or maybe it's your neighbors or, or another couple or another uh, a friend. And you sit down and you actually engage in a meal. What happens there that doesn't happen when you just grab it quick and go on the run? So what happens is this. What does it have to do with the story of Acts 10, right? I mean, Cornelius has a vision. He sends for Peter. What does all this have to do with you know, a Roman ar army officer saying to this apostle of Jesus, hey, uh, I, got, uh, I got a message from, a, from an angel to come and give you. Well, here's, here's more of the story. Verse 9. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. And while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. 
Peter was very perplexed. What could this vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I've sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for. Why have you come? And they said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. And the next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. So here's Peter, right? He's praying. He's up on the rooftop and praying. And while he's praying, this is while the meal is being prepared. Think about that. While the meal is being prepared. So he has this, this dream. It's a vision. And the vision is, is about eating. I don't know if it's because he's hungry while the meal is being prepared. But the vision is about food. And God basically tells him it's okay to eat the meat of animals that he's always been taught is against the law and the customs of the Jewish people's tradition and religion to eat. And God says, if I say it's clean, it's clean. Don't talk back. Fried catfish, eat it. Alligator tail, it's good. Crawfish, it's good. It's all on the menu. So, but, it, but it's about more than food, though. It's about people. It's about relationships. Peter comes from this group of people, the Jews, who believe that the Gentiles, especially these corrupt, disgusting Romans, were unclean. And you, you limited your contact with them. You, you, you certainly didn't invite them into your home. And you, for, no matter what, under any circumstances, you didn't invite them to the table. You didn't sit down at the table and share a meal with them. Because sharing a meal with somebody meant we're connected. We, we have something in common. We're in this together. So Peter invited them to stay the night. So remember, what else was going on? Oh, yeah, the meal was being prepared. So a part of inviting them to stay the night was inviting them to the table to share the meal. And at the table, something significant and spiritual happens. Breaking bread together is the true sign of fellowship. Get that. Breaking bread together is a true sign of fellowship. That's why the places in a lot of church facilities that are sitting empty today, there's a place in there called the fellowship hall. And that's where you break bread together. Most, most of the time you think of eating when you hear the word fellowship in church. That's because breaking bread is a true sign of fellowship. Now when we consider our culture, for the most part, gathering around the table to share a meal is kind of a thing of the past for, for most of our culture, if we really are being honest. Yet here's it, something significant, spiritual takes place, and we're missing it. There's, this is where we connect. This is where we share the journey with each other. Some stats I came across. One out of five Americans, now this is pre-coronavirus. Maybe a little bit different right now, but this is just re, you know recently. <laughs> One out of five Americans eats at least one meal a day on the go in a vehicle. One out of five. One out of four Americans eats at least one fast food meal a day. And the majority of American families eat less than five of the 21 weekly meals together. You know, seven days a week, three meals a day, you get 21 meals. And the, the average American family eats less than five meals together. And when you grab your food and you all sit at the couch and watch a, a TV show or Netflix or whatever, that's not considered eating together. That's you're in the same place, you're eating the same food, but you're not engaged, you're not connected. So when we eat together, we connect. When we eat together, we build relationships, we build friendships. When lovers court each other, a lot of times it's when they sit down to a meal and eat together. When we eat together, we share blessings with each other. When we break bread together, we connect in profound ways that are deep within our spirit. 
that when we invite others to the table, something life-giving happens. That's what something spiritual is. It's something life-giving. It gives life to you and to me when we sit down and invite others to the table. So inviting others to, the, to eat sets the table for transformation and reconciliation. And at the table, we encourage and grow. At the table, we encourage and grow. We encourage others and we grow ourselves. And we grow and encourage each other when we sit down at the table. Now, every day, typically every day, my family sits down at the table together. It's usually the evening meal is the one meal we gather together, we eat together, and we encourage and we grow. And 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 this has been a, uh, you know kind of for us like something we do already, but different because our days are different. So when we come together and eat the evening meal, we're not trying to just have a little bit of conversation and hurry up and eat the meal so we can clean up and go to whatever's next. We're actually stopping and going. Okay, we've all been together all day. What was your favorite thing you've done today so far? And I love to ask that question. We sit down at the table, and I don't get to ask my kids, what was your favorite part of school? What did you learn today? What is something that you found interesting? What frustrated you at school today? Because we've been together all day. We've done all these things together. We, we, and even if we didn't, we were aware of what each other was doing. And so to get be able to ask, what's your favorite thing you've done today so far? It's great to hear those answers. Great to, to have that discussion and do that. But also, before we had this you know, stay-at-home order and social distancing going on. Every week, often more than once a week, but at least once a week, my table, my dining room table, my living room is filled with other people who are coming here and join us, and the same things take place. We talk about life. We read scripture. We, we dream. We pray together. So who's encouraging you, and who can you encourage? Because that's what happens at the table. One of the young men who sits at my table quite regularly is named Juwan. And here's this, this is what's uh, one of the things that's just kind of uh, cool is like because of our sitting around the table together, he, he reached out to me and said God has really been speaking to him about something and he wanted to share it with everybody. And so actually at this point right now, I'm supposed to be tagging in Jerron. This was supposed to be a tag team sermon. And Jawan was supposed to tag in and bring the, the rest of this word um, that God laid on his heart. But since we can't do that and Jawan's not on Facebook, so I can't even, he doesn't use Facebook, I can't even connect Jawan on Facebook i just say real quick what John was sharing with me was about how when he's come to, to our home and sat at our table on a regular basis, he's grown and he's been encouraged and he wants to encourage and grow others because of that. And he says, I see how, Pastor Steve, I see how you are with your boys and how you, you're always, you're teaching them how to do life. You're teaching them how to be a, a man. You're teaching them how to love, the, you know, their, their wife someday. You're teaching them how to love people of all different colors and races, no matter who they are. And he says, I see you doing that, and it's encouraging to me, but I don't have any kids. But I want to do that too. So what I, what he, he said, what I've discovered is everybody's got somebody. Everybody's got somebody that can, they can, they can encourage and they can help grow. And then you grow yourself and you help somebody else grow. And, and he's got a whole message. At some point at Awaken Church, we're going to hear that message from Jawan uh, for sure. But I love that he brought that out. Like, man, at your table, I've been encouraged and grow. And I want to do that too. I want to help others encourage and grow. And at the table, we become more like Jesus. And this may be the most, one of the most important things that we, that we can take from this. When we sit at the table and share a meal together, we actually become more like Jesus. Our story goes on in Acts, in um, verse 20, verse uh, 24. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. 
But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside, where many others were assembled. And Peter told him, You know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this, or even to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure and unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. And Cornelius replied, Four days ago I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon, a tanner, who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it's good for you to come. Now we are all here, waiting, wait, waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of God's good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil as God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and Jerusalem. They put him, on, put him to death by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those, we are, we were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to, do, to be the judge of all the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. At the table, we become more like Jesus. Peter, he joins Cornelius. Cornelius' family, his friends. He's got a house full of people there. He's still in a barbecue because Peter's here. And he's going to tell them about Jesus. And he invites Peter to his table to hear the gospel, to hear the good news. This is who Jesus is. He's the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. So Cornelius and everyone at his table, the story goes, believed they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and then they were baptized. And they asked Peter to stay several more days and continue to break bread with them. So Jesus invites us to his table. Jesus is inviting us all to his table. And this invitation to Jesus' table means, it, well, it comes with a motivation. It's motivated out of love. The invitation to the table of Jesus is motivated out of love. The motivation of Jesus' invitation to you and me, it's love. That's it. There's no hidden agenda. There's no, no, no hidden motives. Jesus loves you, and he says, come to the table. Maybe today this is what he's saying to some, some, someone. Maybe it's you. I don't know. I don't even know who's watching this right now. A little later because I'll check. But, but maybe he's saying to you right now, come to the table. Come and sit down. I love you. That's my motivation. This invitation to Jesus' table, it bestows honor. In ancient culture of Jesus and of Peter, an invitation to eat together was a symbol of honor. When Peter asked those guys, come in, even though you're Gentiles, 
Come in and eat with us. It was a symbol of honor. When, when Cornelius invited Jew, uh, a Jewish man, Peter, into his home, it was a symbol of honor. And when Jesus invites us to his table, it's a symbol of honor. He bestows honor on us. And Jesus, we are God's children. And we have the honor to eat at our Father's table. And the invitation of Jesus to come to his table, he offers reconciliation. Offers reconciliation. Restoration and redemption are included in the offer of Jesus to come to the table. Because he's reconciled us back to God. He's done it. We are reconciled back to God. He's offering us. Come to the table and receive this reconciliation, this redemption, this restoration. It's yours. And here at the table of the Lord, we realize that the, the invitation to come and eat, <laughs> it's not just for us. We realize this invitation is for all. That Here's the thing. Jesus, Jesus calls us to extend the same invitation that he's extended to us. Come to the table. Come to the table of God. Come to the Father. Come to this table and eat. There's no conditions to love your neighbor. I can't find them. There's no love your, love your neighbor if, love your neighbor when. It's love your neighbor as yourself. There's no conditions. There's no addendum to welcome the stranger. Welcome the stranger means welcome them. There's zero amendments to the golden rule. We've been trying to make amendments to all kinds of things. But there's zero amendments to the golden rule. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. Love your neighbor. So inviting others to eat with us sets the table for transformation and reconciliation. I'm going to give a couple of ideas for some next steps of how to, how to live this out, how to put this into practice. Here's the first one. At least once this week, share a, a meal at a table with others. Now I know that during this time, with social distancing and stay-at-home orders and shelter in place and the very few people who are, are actually in real quarantine, uh, we can't really gather. We can't really go and say, okay, everybody, let's have a big barbecue or a big cookout. But what you can do is sit down with your family, your household, maybe a, small, uh, a very small gathering, maybe your next-door neighbors. I don't, you know, it's up to you. But find a way, or maybe you could do it digitally. I love what a friend of mine is doing in Shreveport. And, sorry, Shreveport, they're doing all kinds of stuff. But this friend is actually in Oklahoma. And they are getting on a, on a, a regular basis. They're going to, they announce what, where they're going to pick up their fast food. They get their food and they pull in the parking lot. And they're, they're having like a sit in your car and eat and roll the windows down and talk. Maybe that's what you need to do right now. But find a way to sit down and have a meal with others and connect with them. And then also, another step you could be is invite someone to Jesus' table by inviting them to church. And yes, I'm talking about digitally. I'm talking about online. I'm not talking about a building. If there's any time where we can just celebrate and get over the fact that inviting someone to church means to a building, it's now. Inviting someone to church means inviting someone to the family of God. A, a, a group of people who, who are together. We don't have everything in common, but we have Jesus in common. We have the love of Christ in common. We may disagree about a lot of different things, but here's the thing. We all come to the table together because we're a family. Think about your family. When you come to the table at Thanksgiving or, or some other time, maybe it's a time, maybe it's a family reunion, you don't agree with everybody in your family about everything, do you? But you sit down at the table, you share the meal together, and you connect because you belong together. This is what it means to be a part of the family of God. This is what it means to be a Christian. It means to be a part of this family and to eat at the Lord's table. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for 
for uh, invi- the invitation, Lord. You invite us into your, uh, into your presence. You invite us to your table. And Lord, we thank you that the meal you provide for us is it's, it's filling. It fills us with joy and hope and peace. And we need that, Lord. We need it right now. So may we find ourselves at your table together with men and women of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, as we sit at the table, the spiritual table of God together during this time and offer up prayers and offer up praises and thanksgivings and share in the wonderful life that you've provided for us, abundant and eternal. And Lord, speak to our hearts and our minds and help us to see ways we can take this message, take this, this reality to really bless our neighbor. Maybe it's to take them a meal or go to pick up a meal for them. Maybe to order a pizza and just have it delivered. But whatever it is, Lord, bring that to our minds and to our hearts so that we can share this love that you desire for us too. Thank you for blessing us, Lord. May we be too blessed to keep it to ourselves and share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, thanks for joining us. Hey, wake him up. Wait to, thanks for joining us. And uh, uh, a couple of things real quick before we go. Uh, at Awaken Church, there's uh, no in-person meetings for the time being. And so... As you know, we're going to continue to kind of do it this way. So next Sunday, we invite you to, to join us as well. Um, on Wednesday this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go for an attempt to do a, a, one of our Bible study circles, but do it online through the Zoom app. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, um, let me know. Shoot me a message or something, and I can send you a link. I'm going to set that up for 530 on this Wednesday on our Zoom app to do that. Um, next Sunday, the message is on, is on serve and love, and so and definitely uh, would love to have you come back next Sunday. Uh, we'll be in the living room or the office or the kitchen, or I might go outside. You know, the kids have done outside; they've had the outside because they do outside stuff for their their Bible study. They're they're having like their their children's class right now outside. So you know, maybe we'll switch with them. Maybe we'll say, hey, we want to be outside. It's Palm Sunday. You know, we'll see. Um, and that's it. But there's one more announcement. If you live in Natchitoches, there's something I want to let you know about. And it's not something we've been uh, put together or anything, but we've been made aware that at 8 p.m. today, on, on Sunday, on uh, today, there's a prayer vigil in Natchitoches. It's at the Natchitoches Regional Medical Center at 8 p.m. And that's, it's not, there's no connection, no, no touching, uh, no, no six foot. You pull up in your car and it's a sit in your car prayer vigil. And it's, it's all guided there. And so there's information about that online. Natchitoches Parish Journal has. So, uh, you know, you do that. And if you, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, and if you, I just don't want to get out there, stop at 8 p.m. and pray. We're praying for the medical professionals specifically, what is to pray for our community, but specifically this time is to, at the Natchitoches Regional Medical Center to pray over our medical professionals during this time. And so even if you can't go, pause at 8 p.m. and join the prayer vigil from wherever you are. All right? Um, also, uh, before I go, I almost forgot this, and Zach pointed at the little thing on my my, uh, my fancy board back there. Um, a couple of people have asked in this this last week, actually, how can we give to Awaken Church? Um, how can we, you know, my tithe or my offerings? And say, this is kind of my church, and but I don't live in Natchitoches, so I don't ever bring my tithe. How can I do that? Well, we are working diligently with our uh, financial gurus 
to set up our online giving, which most churches have, but since we are a church plant still technically under the umbrella of Louisiana Congregational Ministries of the Church of God, we don't have our own bank account set up because we are under the umbrella of that, that organization. Um, so we're part of that network of churches. So if you would like to become a, a, a person who donates or gives a tithe to Awaken Church, here's how you can do it. You would send, uh, make your payment payable to LCMCOG, LCMCOG, and you would send that to 1000 China Berry Drive, Suite 700, Bossier City, Louisiana, 71111. I'll say it again. It's to LCMCOG, 1000 China Berry Drive, Suite 700, Bossier City, Louisiana. And if you just put on the memo, Awaken Church, or just Awaken, uh, then they'll get that. So thank you guys, and uh, you know, appreciate you guys joining us. Hope you guys have a great week as good as you can. Um, stay at home if you can. God bless. Grace and peace. And we're done. <laughs> Christian. Christian. Good morning. You didn't murder you. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.